When God created the heaven and the earth, he created it where it would be perfect for man and woman, where they could thrive and prosper. He gave them everything they needed on this earth before he created man and woman. It was all set there before them. In the New Testament, we have doctrines that we live by. If we did not have these doctrines set forth for us, how would we know what to do? It is because of the New Testament Bible that we know how to live. For in the New Testament Bible, God gives us commandments for the New Testament church. 1 John chapter 5, verse 2. By this we know that we love the children of God. When we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not grievous. Now you may think they're grievous because they keep your flesh from doing things that you want to do. But the problem is the flesh wants to do things that are deadly to the flesh. And God is trying to save us by giving us his word. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. We who are born of God are recreated by God in the word of God, and we love the word of God and we keep the commandments of God written in the Holy Scriptures and by these scriptures, we are reconstructed in our lives and know God's truth and go in the way ordained by God that is best for us as we live on this present earth. As we watch television programs, we see examples of adultery all the time. And it's exciting, and it sort of seems like a good thing. But if you know the Bible, it's not a good thing. It's a terrible thing. Here God created a perfect environment for the man and the woman. God said that it's not good for man to be alone, so he created him a helpmeet, a helper in the woman. To me, is just terrible to see a woman commit adultery. To see the temptations of adultery and how they seem so wonderful to the people of the world and thrilling. And yes, you should leave your husband and go remarry and things like that. When God gave you that husband and he created it so you would be one flesh and you threw it away. I just don't know anything that grieves me much more than adultery. We'll start this with the doctrines of 
divorce and remarriage. Because today we're going to review doctrines of Christ from the New Testament Bible. Matthew chapter 5, verse 32. Jesus says, But I say unto you, that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery, and whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery. There is one scriptural reason for a man to divorce his wife, and that reason is if she has been unfaithful to her husband. We had a man in our church group who was going to divorce his wife. He filed papers with the courts to divorce his wife. When I heard about it, I called him and I said, Was she unfaithful to you? He thought about it for a few minutes, and then he said, no. I said, well, according to the Bible, the only reason, scriptural reason, to divorce your wife is if she has been unfaithful to you. And I gave him this scripture, Matthew 5.32. Apparently, he read the scripture and seriously considered what Jesus said, and he withdrew the divorce proceedings from the courts. Reading again from Matthew 5.32, Jesus says, But I say unto you, that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. She will go out and remarry after that divorce. And when she does that, she will commit adultery, but you will be guilty of causing the adultery if you have put away a faithful wife. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery. More scriptures on the subject of divorce and remarriage. To the women, Paul says, a commandment from the Lord. 1 Corinthians 7, verses 10 and 11. And unto the married I command, yet not I but the Lord. Let not the wife depart from her husband. But, and if she depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled unto her husband. And let not the husband put away his wife. Verse 39, the wife is bound by the law as long as her husband liveth. But if her husband be dead, she is at liberty to be married to whom she will only in the Lord, only if he is a Christian. Mark chapter 10, Jesus says, 
But from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and they shall be one flesh, so that they are no more two but one flesh. At the time of sexual intercourse, the two become one flesh. We're going to read that in a minute over in 1 Corinthians 6. What therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. And in the house his disciples ask him again of the same matter. And he saith unto them, Whosoever shall put away his wife and marry another committeth adultery against her. And if a woman shall put away her husband and be married to another, she committeth adultery. At the time of sexual intercourse, those two people become one flesh. How are you going to separate what God has joined together as one flesh? How do you undo the situation of sexual intercourse and becoming one flesh? Certainly no divorce paper can do that. So seriously consider what you're doing because you are one flesh with that man. If you're about to divorce him, you're one flesh with him. Are you prepared to remain unmarried? For that's what Jesus says for you to do. Are you prepared to spend the rest of your life unmarried as a woman? That's what you have to be prepared to do. Romans chapter 7, verses 2 and 3. For the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. There is a law of marriage, both in the Old Testament and New Testament. We are going to look at the ones in the New Testament, for that's the doctrine of Christ by which we live in the New Testament church. If we didn't have these laws, we wouldn't know what to do in the church. But in the Holy Bible, we have the laws of God, so we know the will of God and the commandments of God concerning such things as divorce and remarriage. For the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband, so long as he liveth, by the law of God. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. So then if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress, 
But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law, so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. Concerning fornication. There's one thing you should teach your children, and every person should be taught this about fornication. At the time of sexual intercourse, you become one flesh with that other person, even if the person is a prostitute. It's a very serious matter. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 15 through 18. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot? God forbid. See, in this section of Scripture, Paul is showing the men that even if they have sex with a prostitute, they become one flesh with that person. Don't do it. Verse 16, What know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. It is a sin unlike other sin. It is a sin against your own body. And then he says in 1 Corinthians 7, verse 2, Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife and let every woman have her own husband. What does the Bible say about homosexuals and lesbians? Romans chapter 1, start at verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. We see the stars, we see the sky, we see the earth, the plants, the mountains, the rivers of water, all created by God. God has shown the creation to each of us. Yet some have denied the creation of God and has worshipped the creation rather than the Creator. Verse 20. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, 
They glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man. They began interpreting God by their own image, by what they think, instead of reading the Bible, which clearly shows us what God thinks about various sins. Wherefore God gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the Creator who is blessed forever. Verse 26. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also, the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Jesus says in Mark chapter 10, But from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. No, they were not born homosexual. They were created male or female, and then God turned them over to these vile affections when they would not view God in the correct manner. Other sins are listed in 1 Corinthians 6, and we know in the church that we are to depart from these sins and even depart from the people who commit these sins. 1 Corinthians 6, start at verse 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, the homosexuals, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but ye are washed Ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. 
when God shows us our sin, then we are shocked and we are horrified that we have committed this sin and we repent and turn from it and never do that sin again. And if, as we continue through our lifetime on this earth to do the will of God and abstain from those sins, and we continue to call on God and Jesus, at the end we are saved as we endure in the will of God and in the doctrines of Christ. It is so important for each of us to read these doctrines that are presented in the New Testament Bible. Because if we fail to renew our mind to the doctrines of Christ presented in the Bible, we could be swept away by the doctrines of this world which approves all manner of sins. But when we read these specific doctrines of the New Testament Bible, we should be able to connect to the doctrine of Christ showing us the sin in the sight of God. In Romans 12, verse 2, the Apostle Paul says, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind to the Bible, to the Holy Bible, so that you may see the pure will of God for you on this earth. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.